Stay Catholic Radio. This is your host, Taylor Schroll, here in the Red Sea Radio Studios on a Monday. The first Monday without football <laughs> the day before. <laughs> I sat in my house yesterday with my family. And usually, like, when we watch football, like, we, we watch it together as a family. And we just sat around like, what do we do What today? do we do now? I mean, like, we were going to mass in the evening, which is normal for us. But it's like, right. we woke up and we're like, what? What, what do we do? Like, Turns out we have nothing to say to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I only like my family from August until <laughs> the first weekend in February. No, we had a blast. All right. And, and everybody that's been listening forever, you heard a woman's voice. And the only woman we allow to talk on the show that isn't a guest is our one female co-host, Allison Sullivan. Allison. Ow, ow. It's nice to have you. Well, thank you. It's good to be here always. Uh, I, after the last time you came on, mm-hmm. do you do you remember what we talked about? When you get you get on these soapboxes, you just start preaching. It happens occasionally. I always cringe listening back to it. I'm like, oh, geez, there I go again. There I go again on my Uh-oh. soapbox. Okay, so. Everybody loves it. I've gotten so much feedback. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Glory to God, because I annoy myself greatly. <laughs> I really do. I I think people desire that I would annoy myself more, but I think that everything I say is funny. You think you're brilliant. Everybody else just thinks it's annoying. Right. So welcome into Forte Catholic, everybody. Yeah. If you're still here, there's a part of you, a small part of you that doesn't think I'm annoying. Yeah. Like th- there's under this, under this just deep layers, like an ogre. Mm-hmm. I kind of smell like an ogre today. I've been outside <laughs> sweating many layers and also very sweaty. So, so, this deep, deep down a few people like me. someone finds you charming. I, and I think just like most of my life, people don't, even if people don't like me, they like the people around me. Oh, like people like you. People like Father Anthony and Sean, and they like uh, Jeremy uh, uh, Jeremy McClellan. Taylor, I'm going to shoot you straight. I like you. Oh my gosh, I do. Why? I don't. I don't. Tell me. Tell well, me good things about me. Well, I can't put my finger squarely <laughs> on it. <laughs> I think it's um, you really enjoy laughter. Which, let's face it, I mean, we need more of this in our daily lives. Also, I do think you're funny. And I think that funny, it requires intelligence. And so I think you're smart. Um, I like how you'll just occasionally drop by sometimes. I just think you're very social. You're very extroverted. I appreciate that in a person because I'd live in a cave if I could. So, But here's the thing. you, ha- you At your house, you mm-hmm. kind of like lock yourself in like it's a cave, which is why I have to stop by because I never see you outside of mm-hmm. that house. Mm-hmm. But also, what you don't know. Mm. Is that I drive by your house. It's it's on my way from home to work mm-hmm. or to or to church. So I'm I drive by your house at least once, maybe twice a day, six days a week. Right. And I'm, I'm and, and I stop by once every three months. And I'm double bolted in. And I want and... to stop by much more often, but I'm like, again, she's probably annoyed with me at some point. No, it's a fortress. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fortress. Four months. I have never admitted this to you. Months. Oh dear. I'm so afraid about what you're going to say. No, don't be. It just shows how (laughs) dumb I am. I thought that like your front gate at your house Uh was like always locked. Oh. It turns out I just didn't know how to open it. No, you have to pull a trigger. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. It is a little adult proof. Yeah. Uh, You're not the only one. But your kids knew how to do it on the first try. Well, maybe. But that's okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> also, I think it's funny because the things that you complimented me for, first of all, thank you. Second Welcome. of all, everything you complimented me on, our guest today, who I mentioned in passing, and then you just started complimenting me. Mm. It's a big deal. Our guest today is Jeremy McClellan. Right. Like, awesome, awesome Catholic comedian. Everything you complimented me on, he does better than me. So like even in the compliment, I'm like, well, Jeremy, he, he's he's very, very handsome young man. We're going to get he's, you a blue check. He's very funny. It's on its way. It's on mark. its way. <laughs> a blue check. Like, uh, wait, wait. This is going to be the difference between you and me. <laughs> the blue check. How many times in your life have you desired a blue check mark on your social media feeds? I don't even know what it is, Taylor. So how many times have you applied? <laughs> I didn't. See you apply? This. Yeah. Well, you, you apply for a blue no, check? No, no. Okay, okay. I thought the Instagram I'll, gods granted you one. Here's the deal. That's actually how it works. But they let people like me apply. I've never told anyone publicly that I apply. But every time you come around, well, I appreciate I just that vulnerability. Things. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you uh, once again have tricked me. Every time you come on, yes. I end up going to confession. And like you're not a priest. Well, uh, no. Uh, every, we, we, you can tell that Am by I your in voice. Purple? I'm not in purple. Well, you know, priests <clears throat> don't always wear purple. Right? I know you're a convert, but they don't always wear purple. <laughs> why, why did you say that? <laughs> listen, listen. I appreciate your vulnerability. I appreciate that you go first in your vulnerability. You are a change maker. You're like, you're encouraging other people's vulnerability. This is important work. So, so wait, by implying, by you saying that I went first, it implies that you're about to say something vulnerable. What are you going to say? Well, I, okay. We have different struggles. I have never yearned for a blue check. That is true. But I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm so perfect. I can't think of anything. <laughs> well, now I'm like, what should I put on this podcast? <laughs> um, I think that I can be really cr- okay. Okay, here's a professional one. Here, okay, really, this is this is relevant because we're kind of you know doing the same type of work, right? Yeah, we both have podcasts. We're in ministry. I am hypercritical of other speakers. Mm. I'm really hypercritical. And I, this is a character flaw. This is not their problem. It is my problem. But, um, that, that's my confession. So when I'm, I'm going to, when's the last time you enjoyed a homily? I really enjoy father Brian at St. Mary's a whole lot. So recently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I struggle with the same thing, both with, I, th- I think I've said before about worship with music. It's really hard for me to worship sure. with bad music just because I'm a what I do for a living, speaking sure. stuff. Um, but like the speaking stuff, too, it's really hard for me. I'm like, you know, I can do better than that. <laughs> you know? so, yeah, but, there's yeah. that that you're like, give me that, right? Which is yeah. so I need some more humility, which we talked about last week. Yes. If you missed the podcast, yes. go listen to episode 122. But it's an ugly emotion that comes up in me, that rises up in me, and and I I do I have to combat it with virtue. You want to know some good news though? Mm-hmm. I like you too, and thanks. And you're so, so welcome. I we keep going back and forth between like being serious and being not serious, <laughs> and I'm not sure what's real anymore. It's just very confusing. Like thanks, like that wasn't real. Oh uh, no, <laughs> no, I felt it deeply. I felt that thanks deeply. Um, no, but I I think it's good to keep each other on our toes. It's what makes for good podcasting, Taylor. I I, I just love it with the quick wit, the sarcasm, and then the serious. <laughs> it's like what is happening? What's going on here? 
Okay, so the cool thing about us uh, having this impromptu confession in front of uh, all of these people is that uh, God loves us anyway, despite oh, all of our just praises. dumb stuff, despite uh, you uh, judging other people, especially me. I didn't even finish my compliment. You, Every time you come on, whether you mean to or not, you mm. just like point out a character flaw in me. Oh, no. But, but... What you always do is you, you're like, hey, this is a thing. And I'm like, ouch, that hurt my heart. Like, you had no idea that that was a character oh, okay. flaw on me. So it's not pointed. And, and, then you, and then you go on this, like, beautiful rant. Like, rant is not the right word. Mm. This beautiful soliloquy. That's a much better Thank word. Thank you. That's so um, nice. Thank you. And it always speaks to my heart. And the people that are listening to the show mm-hmm. that, ne- like, that, that, that really know my struggles are like, she was yelling at you, wasn't she? she? Was I was like, yelling at you. she was. She just didn't know that she was yelling at me because right. she's a good person. Uh, but like the last time, I got texts from multiple people that were like, Allison getting on her soapbox about like praying for other people, mm. like made me pray for other people, oh, and like, wow. and it, like it made me Taylor pray for other people, and it was it was awesome. But every single glory to God, thank you. So whether we're in the good moments where you're changing the world uh, on on a podcast that uh, I'm just like being silly on, you're like, no, Jesus, you know, uh, <laughs> or in our bad moments where we're sitting in mass judging the priest, that's fantastic. Yes, Begging for humility. Yeah, God loves us anyway. And this is a this is a point that I got uh, a few weeks ago, and it's usually a point that I get when I have these dry spells. I talked about this a little bit last week, where I had these dry spells in my faith, and I I often get to the point where it's like you know God you know steps in after after me floundering by my trying to do things mm-hmm. by myself for days, weeks, months, whatever. And then he's always like, you know, gives me the pat on the head. It's like, I love you anyway. And then I like, even in that, I still feel like a little bit of guilt. It's like, well, you shouldn't, (laughs) you know, like I was kind of bad and you you love me anyway. And it kind of makes me feel better and worse all at the same Mm -hmm. time. Right. So it's a little different this time. Like I was in this dry spell, uh, Mm self-inflicted. And then God stepped in, got me out of it. Like had some really cool experiences in prayer. And then like weeks later, then he was like, also, I want you to remember that even in those times where you didn't do anything, mm. I loved you anyway. Yes. And that happened a couple of weeks ago at Mass. Um, and I, I mentioned this in passing a little bit last week. We ran out of time, so I wanted to, I wanted to kind of keep it going. Again, you can listen to any of the old episodes on, on ForteCatholic.com. Just search Forte Catholic and wherever you listen to podcasts, you can check it out. Um, but there's this song called Extravagant. I think it's by Beth. I think it's Bethel. Yeah. Have you heard this song yet? If you, I think so. Is it? Your love is extravagant. Nope. No, that's that, okay. but but it is confusing. That's, that's an old song. That's okay. an old song that yeah. I rewrote with free falling because it's the same chord, same oh. yeah, anything. Okay. So um, it's extravagant. It doesn't make sense. You never comprehend the way you love yes. us. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Deb Borsky <laughs> taught me that song. She mm. she sings like a like Ugh. a little mini blonde angel. Angel. And 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 uh, yeah. So um, speaking of her, she was the culprit on the Valentine's Day episode. I didn't mention it then. Mm. But we did a bonus episode on Galentine's Day and how I have very strong feelings about it. Yes. It's a bonus episode of the podcast. Go listen to it. Just came out a few days ago. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, this thing. It starts with this. You were a lover before time's beginning. Um, you gave your love freely, withholding nothing. And this, like Right at the beginning, it gets at this truth. That's one of my favorite parts of the scripture that like before time even started, <laughs> God loved us. Mm. So, like, before you did anything good, Allison, 
before you were a Christian, before you became Catholic, before you loved anyone, before you uh, changed a baby's diaper, before mm. you found your husband, before mm. all of that, God loved you. Mm. It's beautiful. Before your mess, all your mistakes, like judging people when they speak. Mm. Before all of that, God loved you. And his love is unconditional, which means that, that what an unconditional means is there are no conditions. <laughs> we hear it all the time, but we don't think about it, right? Yeah. And, and like we know it in our brains, but like in our hearts, whenever we mess up, we're like, oh no, I messed up. Like God must not love me anymore. Or I need to do something to make up for like he loved me anyway, but I messed up. Like I need to do something. It's like you don't need to do anything. Yeah. Like if you really, really sin, you should probably go to confession. Like, that's a thing. But, like, that doesn't mean that God doesn't love you in those times, right? He does love you, which is why I gave the second commission anyway, right? Unconditional, no conditions. So um, it continues. You carried the weight of the world on your shoulders. You stopped at nothing to prove that you were for us. Uh, your, your love, it's extravagant. It doesn't make sense. We'll never comprehend the way you love us. And I'm like, I'm sitting in mass surrounded by my kids. I started telling the story last week. My kids are everywhere, which like usually means in mass, I do, I, I get nothing spiritual of course, like edification right. because there's kids crawling all over the place. Right. And like they, they even sensed that something was happening. Like they just stopped. Communion's the end of, of mass essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so the kids are antsy. They're sitting next to me. They're going all crazy. And then I'm just praying, singing this song during communion. And they're just like, something's happening. And they just be quiet, wow. right? Um, and I just started thinking about this, about that, like, I'm never, it's never going to make sense to me, especially in the moments where I'm in the desert, where I've messed up, where, like, I've done things wrong. I'm never going to comprehend that he loves me anyway. But it doesn't change the fact that he does. Okay, I've talked for a long time. <sighs> Respond. It's oh, great, Allison Sullivan. Oh, it's also good. You know, one thing that's been important for me in my walk is realizing that nothing shocks God. I mean, yes, we sin, but we're not crushed by it. And Paul calls us blameless, but blameless doesn't mean sinless, you know? And so I think there's a lot of freedom that comes with bringing your strengths and your weaknesses before the Lord and then just calmly accepting both. You know, it's like when we can lie there under the tender gaze of the unconditional love of God— with calm acceptance, knowing that we have, yes, this sin, but it doesn't make us unlovable, then we can finally get rid of that pesky thought that tells us that we ought to be somebody different, and that is completely transformative. Um, But I will say this, and I want to know what you think about this, because this is a little bit of pushback, but I think that we can really misconstrue the importance of that term, like what does unconditional love mean? Because so unconditional love, what what we're saying is that, okay, well, there's nothing that we can do to make him love us any more or less, or we don't earn his love by fulfilling like, you know, these, these predetermined things or, um, you know, God is love. He loves us because it's who he is. And, and, and that, that's all true. But this, none of this is to suggest that God does not judge sin. Right. So, so it's like, the question is if, okay, so if love is unconditional, so then why are we always talking about repentance? You know, what, what, what does that matter? And so I think that we have a tendency to talk about unconditional love romantically or even glibly, you know? And so, because it, it sounds nice, right? I mean, every, who doesn't want to latch <laughs> onto that? But it's like, 
I think that what happens is that it's because we want to tell people how sweet and beautiful the gospel is. We want to explain how wooing Jesus can be and, and, and how ready God is to cover sin. And I just think that we need to be a little bit careful because there can be no reconciliation without the confession of estrangement. Right? I mean, we have a role here. And so all of this love, it costs something, and it was very expensive. And so there's one way to heaven. It's Jesus Christ. And I don't think that God would have sent Jesus to be mocked and murdered and left all alone to just come up with a loophole. There is one way to heaven. It is Jesus Christ. And grace is free, but it is costly. So we have to return to the cross again and again and again to remember. God can't do that for us. We have got to remember all that we've been given. And so his love is unconditional, yes, but we absolutely have a role in accepting it. Right. So God is love, right? We hear that in John. And then at the beginning, at the beginning of everything with Adam and Eve, like sin came into the world and separated us from God. And if God is love, then we were separated from love, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So if if we do things that are separate, like we have, have separated ourselves from God. So if we actually want to experience the fullness of God's love, we have to come back to him. That's right. Which is prayer, which is mass, which is going to confession, which is these all these things, right? If we want to fully experience this, we, we, we have to do a few things to come back, but it doesn't mean he doesn't love us in those times. Right. I feel like I have a tendency in myself to be like, God loves me these weeks. And then I fall into sin patterns and I quit praying. God doesn't love me then. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I can pull myself up by my bootstraps and start right, praying again, exactly. then God loves me again. It's right. like, no, he loved me the whole time. Exactly. Yes. It's just I wasn't experiencing that love and I wasn't participating in that love for those days, weeks, or whatever. Um, this is good. It's good. Miss Sullivan. It's deep. Mrs. Sullivan. Uh, to get out of the deepness. <laughs> we must. We must. Is it a, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good Southern boy. I never say Mrs. Like Merce, M-R-S. I call everybody Miss. Whether it's like a two-year-old or a, or an old old widow, well, or, I've been or meaning you. to tell you that I've been offended about that for a long time. Uh, okay, so you say that? Are you really? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I often wonder. Like I've been corrected on it by a couple of people. Oh, really? Wow. But but I say it all the time, and most people don't no. say anything. The offensive thing is is using the salutation in the first place. Don't call me Miss. Like <laughs> I mean, it's like ma'am. But. I'm right? Southern, but I'm Southern. <sighs> like, okay, I get it. Like, not, not the A-O miss. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, so, like, are you snapping your fingers or whatever? But I'm like, I, I call everybody. Like, there's a girl that, that we work with. Yeah. I call her Miss Lesman. She's like 10 years younger. Not 10 years younger. Five, six years younger than me. It's just, it's just think, a term of endearment because I'm Southern. I I'm think, sorry that my Southern drawl offends people. The, the umbrella miss is just fine, Taylor. You do you. You keep being you. Well, I will. <laughs> because you said earlier that God wants me to be me. That's right. Proudly. Okay. We're going to come back in just a couple minutes and talk to a real comedian. I try to be funny. Allison's dancing. She, uh, whether she's trying to be funny or not, it definitely is <laughs> right now. We're going to be right back with Jeremy McClellan. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> back to Forte Catholic, and as I always say, as we start this second segment, it never fails that one person is, at least one person is dancing throughout this intro music. Sometimes it is my co-host today, Allison it's Sullivan. It's always me. 
it, it, you didn't dance today, did you? I wiggled. You wiggled. Okay. Well, here, here's what happened. Uh, we have a very good-looking man on the on the show today, which is very Aww. rare. I mean, usually it's <laughs> usually it's just oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> usually it's just me and like Father Anthony and Sean and yeah. like just not good-looking men. Like Allison's the good-looking one on the show, but now we've got we mm. finally have a good-looking man. Jeremy McClellan's that's on the good. show, dude. What's yeah. up, man? I'm I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Dude. I'm glad I could brighten it up as far as aesthetics go. Yes. It, me too. <laughs> very much so. We we yeah. always like good looks on radio and podcasts. It just comes through the go. microphone very, very well. So uh, yeah. I think this is a first. I think this is a first. I haven't gotten this confirmed, and I'm the only one that would know. So uh, I haven't mm-hmm. confirmed with myself yet. I think you are the first person to ever come on the show with a blue check mark. Oh, oh. that's good. Yeah. So exp- what does a blue check mark mean to you? It means uh, that you're a better person than other people. Yes. And it means that when you reply to a Trump tweet, you get to be at the top. <laughs> uh, you ever look at one of his Trump tweets and it's just like all these crazy, these, these insane people who reply right away. But for some reason, they let your blue, like your blue check mark goes to the top. Supposedly, the blue check mark just means that you are who you say you are. Uh, so that you can't have like 20 accounts all pretending to be somebody. So well, that um, is no small thing in this world of, but, but it also, it, it's a weird thing where like, it's all, it also means that, uh, Twitter kind of, kind of, uh, endorses what you're saying a little bit, like not really, but like, it's weird. Like if, if it was just to verify you are who you say you are, then they wouldn't remove people's blue check marks when they. Like when they do something bad, they can be and given and taken away. They can be taken away. Yeah. Oh. So Twitter's so like the Lord in that way. <laughs> Twitter yeah, gives yeah, and takes away. It's it's <laughs> like it's like social media sainthood. So mm-hmm. like when you when if you're a blue check mark that you your people can uh, can you know use you to intercede for them with with the masses or with the admins <laughs> and uh that's basically what it is and then it they can take it away if they determine that you don't exist like saint christopher or something oh so that's my <laughs> confirmation satan i lamed my firstborn yeah. after him and then i figured out that he was fake so i have a question so what do you though. think happens I, I, what do i think happens for what when you like when I all die? the prayers, to, I, I'll probably, oh, no, all the <laughs> prayers, all the prayers to to Christopher. What, what do you think happened? To oh, them? I so you know all the companions of saints, mm-hmm. where it's like Paul, Mickey, yeah. and companions. I think the companions just like go through that inbox and answer those because nobody's uh, praying directly that's to a them. Good, yeah, because I have the same thing because my, my my confirmation saint is Saint Genesius, uh, who's the patron saint of comedy, and there's a lot of people who think that he does not exist or that he is actually this other saint who was a secretary and the legend just grew. And so I always wonder like, you know, throughout the years when you, when actors and comedians have prayed to St. Genesius, like where did the prayers go to? And I think, I mean, there's a bunch of options. There's, I mean, I like the idea that they just go to the secretary and the secretary is just sitting there like, you know, getting all this, all these (laughs) prayers about how to do comedy and like, He's trying to help people and stuff. And that's why Christian comedy isn't as good is because you're <laughs> getting secretary <laughs> advice. And, and, uh, but the other option, which I like is that, uh, whenever a comedian dies and, or gets to heaven, they become the next St. Genesius. And it's like, a, uh, it's like, a uh, 
like a like a uh, dread dread pirate roberts type thing yeah like obviously the mascot of a of a sports right. team or yeah uh, there, i mean another option i liked the i liked that option we got the paul meeky and companions option the other option is like that could be purgatory like they just have mm-hmm. to listen to all of these like prayers from people who want to be christian comics and they're like really these are the prayers i have to answer to get out of purgatory yeah exactly <laughs> that's and, prob- and that's how they that's how they get there it's probably that's theologically inaccurate and a priest named father anthony's probably going to yell at me but what do i what do i know who knows who knows uh, not me and probably not him either to be honest i'm just feeling impressed that you're a convert and know this much about saints well it's <laughs> i'm a quick study i think and also this is the third when I converted, that was like the third time I was going to convert. And so wow. like, I like learn new stuff each time. And uh-huh. so I don't know. I don't know. So wait, what happened the first two times? Uh, I, I was in college and I was going to convert and I decided not to. And then, uh, and then after that, I was uh, in Chicago and I was going to convert. And then I, for some reason, decided not to. And so uh, I was like almost there each time. And it just wasn't like it didn't become... Uh, pressing, I guess it wasn't this like really intense uh, kind of need to adopt it um, as a way of life. And then this last time was just like, all right, this is it. <laughs> I, I can tell you haven't worked this into a bit yet because I was like, hey, why didn't you convert? Well, I was going to, and then I didn't. <laughs> what a tremendous. Yeah, I mean, story. like my, you know, I didn't know anyone who was Catholic. My my parents uh, were upset at the idea that I might not, you know, stay Protestant, and so. Uh, it, be, it was, there's a lot of pressure and I was dating a girl who was Protestant. And so, yeah. you know, lots of stuff like that. Well, you are a quick study because I was today years old when I found out there was no St. Christopher. Really? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. My entire life is a lie. <laughs> I'm feeling I mean, scandalized look, over here. There's probably a saint named Christopher. Right. Mm. Oh, right. Well, like now somebody I'm skeptical. Named Chris has died at some point and gotten to heaven probably. And so... Like he gets to be Saint Christopher. He's not very good at traveling, but he is now. He's had to learn. He's had to learn. Yeah, they go through. They have workshops in heaven where if, if a saint didn't exist, they just grab somebody and they're like, "All right, you got to learn how to like sew or something because you're gonna you're gonna get, you're gonna be getting a lot of sewing questions <laughs> until, as you said, another Christopher dies and then he takes the mantle. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, so you didn't know anybody that was Catholic. Usually, usually not really. So that, that's usually no, the way that it happens. When I was in college, when I was in college, I just kind of, uh, I kind of um, just reasoned myself into Catholicism, where mm. you know I studied it and I, 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 you know, logically and everything. But I went to a Protestant college and I didn't know anybody who was Catholic, and so it was all still kind of in my head. And then. Uh, I left uh, college and went to Chicago and I lived at a place called L'Arche, which is a Catholic community of uh, people with disabilities um, that are all over the world. And uh, so I knew Catholics then, but it was still like I was dating a girl who was who was Protestant. And um, uh, there was, you know, I was I was scandalized by a lot of uh, stuff in the news mm-hmm. and uh, just didn't. Uh, it, yeah, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And um, uh but this past time, it did. You know, I, I I went through with it. Well, we're happy that you did. Agreed. <laughs> Especially yeah. Allison, because now she gets to learn Catholic facts. Even though you've been Catholic <laughs> oh, for good. how long? How long have you been Catholic, Allison? Just a mere thirteen years. Well, it's it's like immigration. You know, like immigrants know more about America than people who were born here. Right. Because you got to learn all that to get in. That's right. But if you're born here, you don't have to know anything. Like my wife's a cradle Catholic. 
And she doesn't know a lot. And Same. Like, my husband could answer approximately gonna, zero of no. my questions. Yeah, because like they don't like they're not going to get kicked out for not knowing enough. They have to like commit treason, to get kicked out, <laughs> like just like people who were born here. But in order to get into America, you have to learn all this stuff. And it's the same with religion. Yeah. So you mentioned one thing that's never happened on the show is somebody go. We're in episode one, two, three. Uh, congratulations. Mm-hmm. You made it onto the one, two, three, like a bird. Oh, I see nice. episode. And no one has ever said in the history of the show. Uh, it's like immigration. Like that's new to us because yeah. it's a new sentence yeah, here at the show. We're all about making Catholicism fun again, uh, which means yeah. like uh, one thing that I don't like. And this, this, this show's kind of kind of revolves around me, I guess. I don't have a blue check mark, so I'm not more important than everybody uh-huh. else. But I do kind of run this thing and I don't like politics. But a uh-huh. few months ago, I I'm f- not even talking. To, yeah, I'm not even talking about politics. I'm just saying that when people you said immigration, to, you said immigration. That is the most. We're all triggered <laughs> when people immigrate. They have to learn all this stuff. They have to pass a citizenship test, and they have to go through RCIA for America, and then, <laughs> and then, but like people who are born in it, that like they don't have to know any of that. Right. So you have. have mm-hmm. This is this. I looked up your Wikipedia page. You have a Wikipedia page, which means you're, which means you're cool. Um, yeah, I didn't write it. Somebody in Pakistan wrote it. Well, okay. Here's what the person in Pakistan says. These are your yeah. three topics: politics, uh-huh. race, and religion. The three yeah, things that fans. like everybody just loves talking about publicly. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets along. So what you yeah. have done for me, I, I I mean, obviously, I talk about religion because that's kind of the thing here. I rarely talk right. about race. I don't ever talk about politics. But you, my mm-hmm. friend, have been making these videos and like you have owned the internet for the last couple months at least. Oh, that's great. Yeah. With, with these with these political like where you're acting as a political pundit, but you're you're a comedian. It's freaking hilarious. Yeah, thank man. you. I'm eating it up. Everybody's loving it and sharing it around. But how are you able to take something that's serious and so divisive right now, which is politics and and politics like within the United States, but then also politics within the church? How are you able to make me laugh about this stuff that is infuriating? I think it helps uh, that I'm not like I don't have any hope in it. Like, I don't, I mean, that's good. Yeah. Like they're all going to, we're all going to die and we are. And, and all the politicians are going to die. All the politicians are going to die and and everything they ever did is going to be turned to dust and everything. And, uh, so none of it matters. I mean, it matters like obviously, but it, it doesn't. And so I have a very, uh, like absurdist look on, all of this uh, stuff that I, I, I that, that I think is a good, not like a nihilistic look on on stuff. Like obviously things matter, um, but more of like a like a just take the long view of the world and the future, and we're all gonna. I mean, this is all gonna get destroyed, and so like you can't help but be a little bit detached from it. And so I like making stuff. Uh, m- m- making political jokes and uh, and r- religious jokes and things like that 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 are just absurd and that can't be translated <laughs> into prose, which is what I hate about a lot of comedy. It's where a, a, a lot of comedians are like, I want to make this point, I want to take right. down Trump, or I want to like, you know, here's my policy preference, and then how do I make that funny? An agenda, and then yeah, 
Yeah. And where, and everybody has an agenda, everybody has a point of view and that's fine. But when you can easily translate the joke into what they think, it's just like, they're just doing propaganda. Um, but if you can do it in a way that is just absurd, then I think it's funny. Um, so if I can talk about the Knights of Columbus taking over the Capitol and, <laughs> yes, and, and all that stuff, <laughs> like, that's funny. It's funny because it's imaginative and it, it makes you like rethink stuff and it gives you some stuff to play with in your head and it's funny and it's just put stuff together that isn't normally put together. And, uh, I like that. And I think there's a lot of absurdism in comedy that has gotten lost, um, because of Trump because everybody is trying to just either take him down or like support him. And they're like, we don't want to be too absurd because then people might not know what we think. Uh, so like the daily show used to have a lot of absurdity to it and now it doesn't, it's just people giving opinions. Uh, and like we've lost, I think that a lot. And I think it's because people don't have like a, a longer view of, of history or the world. They're just all, consumed by our present moment, which I hope Catholics are not consumed by that. Yeah, you can get caught up with the war right in front of your face instead of this longer vision. But the thing, my favorite thing about your humor, Jeremy, is that it takes you by surprise in a way. And so, Mm -hmm. and I think that surprise is a really important component of humor. It's like the second you say, hey guys, I have a funny joke. It's like... Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, that's not funny anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like you're right. just this person kind of impersonating a funny person. Yeah. And your humor that's is... That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. But your humor is particularly dry, which I yeah. personally love. There's a million different ways to be funny, but dry humor is surprise humor. And it doesn't laugh at itself. Because if I have a funny moment, like no one, I repeat, no one is more delighted by it than me. Like I'm slapping my own mm-hmm. knee at my own jo- <laughs> joke. Like I'm doing it right this second, actually. Right. Um, but my question for you is does anything cross the line for you is there anything that's that's off limits uh i mean every comedian has a sense of morality at some point and people think they don't but they do and so there's things that uh you might not do that are immoral or that are like like i was thinking about this uh because i was tweeting some like stuff about the like about uh like for example I think it's really funny that uh, um, uh, we shelter our children like, and make sure they don't watch cartoons that are upsetting. Mm-hmm. And, and, but then the Virgin Mary shows these like, these, like uh, shepherd children hell. <laughs> like, like, I thought that was really funny. This is just funny. And I, I tweeted that where it was just like, where I'm like, I hope I don't show my baby these upsetting cartoons. And the Virgin Mary's like, you know, I like, hey, shepherd children, you want to see hell? And, <laughs> and I think that juxtaposition is really funny. And people thought it was funny. And then, but it's like, so what about, a, like, what jokes about the Virgin Mary would then be right or wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't want to imply anything in your joke that is like she's sinning mm-hmm. or... That, and so like there's there's some interesting like conversations to have or like you wouldn't want to like attribute a quality to her that she didn't have mm-hmm. or cause people to think that. But just a joke about that, I don't think crosses a line. You can tell a joke about any subject, um, but it's it's about it's like how you do it and you have to think more deeply about it and like whether you're actually, you know, uh, like 
helping people or, you know, uh, making them laugh or feel less lonely, you know, yeah, all the goals of comedy. I think that so, good, hum- like when you, cause there's an, an aspect of it that can be mean. Right. And so I think that yeah. if it's going to be funny, it has to be mean up, not down. Like you have to kind mm-hmm. of punch up the big person, not, not the smaller one. Right. And of course everyone thinks the only problem with that, I agree, but the only problem with that is that everybody thinks that like they're, of course uh, they're the down and yes. other people. Are yes. Up. And uh, so it's, it's a weird situation right yeah. now where like both, uh, the right and the left think the other people are in charge. Feel victimized, right? Yeah. So like the right sees the left having all this cultural power and they're in charge of the newspapers and stuff. And they're like, we're, we're like, we have no voice. And the left sees the right being in control of all the state legislatures and stuff. And so they're like, we don't, so th- everybody thinks they're punching up. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but, but yeah, you don't want to be vicious in a way uh, that is unjust. And so you have to have a view uh, of, of like, of, of what do people deserve? And, mm. uh, like there's a, there's, you have to have an understanding. Um, there's, there, there's an implied theory of moral desert in, uh, the idea that you shouldn't punch up or down and it, it can't just be like, well, you shouldn't make fun of this group. Right. Um, cause what if that group is up? at some point you know who knows which is an interesting thing in that and it's going to lead into our, to my final question here is like here you do a lot of things with with muslims like you do you've done a lot yeah. of event with muslims you've you've traveled uh-huh. over to the middle east and you've gone over there so like obviously you're making jokes around that which is like oh that yeah. you can't make fun of but uh no, you can yeah <laughs> so I, you mean, can. I mean you can make you i i do like an i'll do an hour of of material about about muslims and the, the relationship between muslims and christians uh but obviously there's things that again you wouldn't want to imply or it'll it would piss people off um but there's no subject that is off limits and uh like so um like it, it's my 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 only rule is that you can make a joke about any group of people you want, but you have to be willing to do that joke in front of that group of people. <laughs> so you went to right? the, you went to the Middle East to do it. <laughs> well, or perform for Muslims here in the U.S. Like you know, That's a great uh, rule. but but like because because like okay, so you're white and like can you make a joke about black people? Yeah, do it. Do, go do it in front of a crowd of black people and see what happens. And if if it's a good joke, then it'll do well, you know right. and people will love it and if you're scared to do it then that there might be something wrong with your joke like <laughs> yeah. that it's coming from a place of ignorance or it's a hack joke that like every white person has said about black people and then you're like why are they offended and it's like that's the hundredth time they've heard that stereotype <laughs> right uh and um but if you're if it's good and if it makes them laugh then it's getting at a truth that they know and that you might not are supposed to know. And that's where the magic happens. But if you uh, are, you, you know, like afraid to say it, then maybe something's wrong with it. So that's my only. Yeah. I mean, I love that. I love that because I, I've been trying to find the words to say that for a very long time because I don't have many. I don't have many limits. So last question here. Uh, I think mm-hmm. this will be a little fun. So you started off your life as a heathen and then you were baptized and became Presbyterian and then you became Catholic and now you're a if Catholic. You start, if, 
When you say I started my life as a heathen, do you mean when I was a ba- like born? Yes, yes. When you were born. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Yeah. Not not the pres- then, I didn't. Not all Presbyterians are heathens. Some and then of them I was are. two months old and got baptized. Yes, right? yeah. yes. And then you, then you became Presbyterian, and then uh-huh. and then you became Catholic, and now you're doing events with with uh, with Muslims. Like so. You, well, tri- I did Muslim events. I only became Catholic this past uh, Easter vigil, but I've been doing events with Muslims for like three years. So. So you've done all of that, and my, yeah, th- it's, yeah. it's just such this crazy combination of things. So my final mm-hmm. question is, what would 13-year-old Jeremy think of you right now? Great. Great. <laughs> uh, I think he'd be super happy and be, <laughs> find it super interesting. I was a little nerd, and uh, I was interested in, in everything. And so I think he'd be happy that I didn't turn out uh, to just be boring and uh, you know, like not interested in all kinds of crazy stuff. So. Well, this was fun, man. I I really appreciate you coming on. This is only the second time a real comedian's come on the show. I try to be one every week. Who is the first? Uh, Aaron Weber. He's on tour right now with John Christ. Uh, Catholic guy on tour with a bunch of Protestants. Uh So um, I want people to go watch these videos. If you haven't seen them yet, you're lost. Like, Go follow him. Jeremy McClellan, M-C-L-E-L-L-A-N. Jeremy McClellan on on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. If you want to go to his one-page website to book him to come to your event, jeremymcclellan.com. Jeremy, dude, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you. So fun. All right, guys, we will be right back for our final segment of the day. I'm going to ask Allison a lot of questions that don't matter whatsoever. Stay tuned. Back to our final segment of Forte Catholic for today. I'm still here with Allison Sullivan, although I moved things around, like furniture around all morning. Yeah. And then I'm coaching our track team. I was out at track practice for two hours. You haven't left yet. No. Like even the smell of the track, the smell of moving, you, you, you apparently have lost your sense of smell as a mother. And are that able might to be stay it. Yeah. That might be it. I mean, I am as far away from you as possible while still being able to record. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got the joke. No one ever does. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Uh, no matter what other people say, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> well, thank you. So uh, it's it's always fun for me when you come onto the show. I love hearing that. And, Why is that? Um, because... Uh, we talked earlier about how you hide in your bunker. I just feel like it's mm. cool to get you out in public, sure, because you are so bubbly. Get some fresh air, and, and like I, I just feel like you go and like you hibernate. Yes, like a month at a time. I leave here exhausted because I don't. Should know. I don't see. Do you leave here exhausted? No. Okay, I'll bring an energy drink next time <laughs> that you can drink in spite because you just lied to me. I have preferences. Um, I like grapefruit flavor. <sighs> I'm particular. Th- okay, I'm glad you fixed that because I was about to go ballistic. <laughs> I thought you just. Out of nowhere said, I like grapefruit. <laughs> I like lamb. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is like what would happen when I had the old producers and they would just say random things. I'm like, excuse me? What did you just say? We can't make a show out of this. Okay. So when you're home, yeah. do your kids ever ask you dumb questions? N- per- constantly, perpetually. Okay. Give me some of the like, best or recent dumb questions your kids have asked you. Okay. Okay. I have one who is obsessed with acrobatics, and he asked me recently, Mom, do you think the Holy Spirit can do a backflip? 
And what did you say? Of course. Duh. <laughs> you dumb kid. Of course he can. <laughs> Is that how you answered? Yeah. That's how I answer questions. Yeah. You got any more? Um, sure. I could I could have used a little preparation for this, Taylor. What are some questions your kids ask you? Um, my my kids only ask me about Pokemon. Okay. They're like, who does this evolve into? And for some reason, I still have all the first 150 Pokemon and everything about them memorized from 20 years ago. Fascinating. Who does Rhyhorn evolve into? Rhydon, of course. Wow. You should I could... know that, six-year-old, five-year-old. I could answer precisely zero of those questions. Okay. So one thing that I feel, I feel like it's nice to get away from that, like for you. Like I feel like this is a favor that I'm doing for you. Like you get to get away from the dumb questions mm-hmm. from your house. You get to mm-hmm. get away from the smells and then just get the smells and the dumb questions from me. From Taylor instead. <clears throat> right. So, so it's he, like a break. It's a break it's from a, all that. the monotony of little people and to come be harassed by big people instead. Exactly. Thank so you. There are, there are bad smells. There's a large child in here. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you dumb questions. You know where I got these dumb questions? Where's that? From our dumb audience. So uh, <laughs> here's, here's... That might be rule number one of podcasting is to not insult your audience. Do you it's, do that often? It's all I do. Really? It's all... Yeah. I don't like them. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I very much like them, but that doesn't mean they're not. Dumb. I've also witnessed you mute a guest. I've muted. You have zero people. rules, Taylor. I, zero. Uh, Allison's now muted, so we're just going to keep going with this. I'm going to ask Allison questions, and then I'm going to unmute her only for the answer, and then we're going to keep going. Allison's only laughing. Uh, look, this instead of Allison laughing, this is what Allison actually laughs like. Anytime Allison comes on the show, I have to insert a fake female laughter because this is what it sounds like when Allison actually laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> And then I edit it out, and then it sounds uh, just like this. <laughs> I'm not going to laugh on command for you. You just muted me. I will not do that. You were literally laughing on no. command. Yes, no, you were. I'm not. Okay. Uh, I love the audience. They're just not very bright. And, and you will, like, it sounds mean, but after I read these questions, you will change your mind and you'll agree with me. I Ugh, promise. I, I don't um, know. First question. My good friend, Steve Picorni. He's come on the show a couple of times. Hold on. I'm sorry. What's the last name again? Picorni. That's what I thought you said. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm sorry. Is that a a funny name to you? Please edit it out. (laughs) Is that that funny to you? Steve, I don't think he listens to the show, but he's a very good friend of mine. Allison has lost it. This is the greatest segment we've ever done. We're, this segment is going to end, and I'm never even going to end up asking you a question because this is phenomenal. Oh my God. <laughs> Get it together. Okay. Okay, hold on. When I was in elementary school, <laughs> no, I mean, um, when I was in high school, I had to do the morning announcement. <laughs> And I just swallowed my gum and choked. Hold on. <laughs> when I was in high school, I had to do the morning announcements, and there was a guy, and his name was Faisal Mahmoudadin, and he won everything. He won everything. So I was constantly having to say his name on the morning announcements. And it was, I had to take- Allison's ta- crying. <laughs> I, She's crying. I had to take him aside and apologize profusely because I could not say his name without losing it. <laughs> so I say the word Steve Picorni, and you lose it. 
Because so it doesn't even sound like that guy's name whatsoever. This is the greatest moment in Forte Catholic history. You oh, are God, crying no. and snorting. This is so great. Please, I am begging you to edit. <laughs> Taylor Schroll, if you don't edit this out, I'm going to be so mad at oh, you. Oh, man, this Steve, is Steve, the- Mr. Picorni. <laughs> I am so sorry. I deeply apologize <laughs> that I have lost all my manners. Oh, oh Taylor, man. I am not kidding. <laughs> this is so great. This is the best thing that has ever happened on this show. You want to hear Steve's question, Allison? No, I'm so sorry. Okay, Steve Picorni says to me, I think this is to me. I don't think this question would be for you. How do you, how do you make your beard so rustic and real looking? I'm going to give that question to you. Rustic and real looking as opposed to like... Finely manicured and shapely. Sure. Your makeup is everywhere. Man, this is so <laughs> awesome. I'm we're gonna take pictures. We need after a picture this. of this. I'm gonna leave this, it. This I'm not gonna so clean good. it. This is so good. So how how do you keep your beard so rustic and, and do real? Do you do you use Catholic yeah. balm? I do. If you ever listen to the show, you, you should know smell that better are, than that, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use it today because I was out sweating. And my boss made me wake up at seven AM. I did notice that I received a text from you at 8 a.m. I took note, oh, and I was man. like, wow. He made me wake up at 7 a.m. to go help the staff uh, uh, at, at the office I don't even work in anymore to unload their their furniture back into the office because they got some renovations done. Uh, he said, we need to be out by 12. I said, do I really need to be there at 8? He said, yes. Out, what time do you think we finished that project? 9.18. It was right around then. I don't know how you know that. You must have been driving by when I left. I'm prophetic. Because we, we, uh, you're a lot of things. We found that out this segment. <laughs> we, uh... Irreverent, rude. No, no, no. Steve's going to love this, man. Oh. And I've just been holding on to these questions uh, for forever for the perfect moment. And, and, and we got it. I, there's dozens of questions. We've done one so far. And it's all, I'm already so happy with how this has gone. <laughs> Uh, this because you love humiliating me. No, no, you no. It's called humility, not humiliation. <laughs> this was fun. If this wasn't fun for you, I don't know what fun is. Uh, <laughs> you were cr- crying. Was, oh man, it was so yes, funny. What yes. was that guy's name again? I was doubled over. No, don't. <laughs> Come on. What's the question? Okay. Is it about your dumb beard? Uh, yeah, that was it. That okay. was it. Well, give uh, me another one. P- okay. So yes, I do have a pretty nice beard, especially because God made me this way, and it was like. <laughs> Like, uh, I mean, he just loves me more. Just like, just like Jeremy said. Jeremy got a blue check mark. I lost all of my hair, but I got a pretty sweet beard. I used Catholic Bomb Co. Uh, you have the charism of facial hair. Yeah, very much. It's the only one. It's the only one I have. Uh, but also, even despite all of that, mm-hmm. every time I go through the fast food lane, not every time, 75% of the time when I go through the fast food lane, uh, I order all my food. Hello, I'd like a number four, please, with uh, three Chick-fil-A sauces, no pickles, no tomatoes, and a sweet tea. All right, ma'am, that will be $8. Please pull up, ma'am. I'm, like, I'm not a woman. This happens to my husband all the time. You are in good company, Taylor. Man, it's, it's, I don't understand. How many, like, never mind. I'm not going to make the joke I was about to make. So I, I don't understand Look why. Look at that discretion. Oh, man. Uh, I finally have some and you don't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, these questions are from a very long time ago because, as I said, I love my audience and I don't answer the questions when they submit them. So <clears throat> these are my from my friends Ruth and Aaron okay. over at Christ the Good Shepherd in Spring, Texas. Uh, I, I guess I can say – if you don't like them, I didn't say that. Okay. 
Uh, it says, are the Texans a playoff quality team this year? Uh, so this question was from at the beginning of football season. So I'm going to say, <laughs> yes, they will make the playoffs in 2018. Look at that. <clears throat> I'm very smart. You are. Um, another question that doesn't make any sense now. Will Carmelo Anthony be mediocre at best for the Rockets? He played like 13 games and they cut him. So right. less than mediocre. There you go. Uh, go fi- buy a lottery ticket, Taylor. I, I will. You know what? I almost bought one today. Really? I wish you would have told me that earlier. Wow. I wish you would have taught me a lot earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final question for you. Uh, final two questions, because this one has to do with the conversation we, just, we were just having. Why is a small amount of hair called hairs? Like there, like you can have a few hairs in your hand, right? Okay. okay. Like if you plucked them out of your, out of sure. your hair. But a large amount is just called hair. Fascinating. Never have thought of that. So I'm guessing if you've never thought of it, you don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. The whole point of this is to come up with a dumb answer. On it's a dumb question. Give it a dumb response. Well, maybe it's kind of like, did you know that? Maybe it's kind of like syllabus syllabi. I didn't know, but maybe Mary did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Is every (laughs) last question? We got to get out of here. Jeez, Louise. Uh, (laughs) Is every potato a mashed potato? After it's eaten. Oh my gosh. Wow. You're right. I did not think that you could make me agree with you about these questions. They're so dumb. You're They're right. They're so dumb. This is why we don't do this very often. I was determined to be rebellious. But to... And to defy you. Just as as the host of the show, yeah. I have to tell you I've been answering listener questions for forever. This is absolutely the best segment of it I've ever had in my entire life. I'm glad about that, I guess. Okay, go follow Allison Sullivan. Listen to her podcast, Inner Saint Sister. Find Allison M. Sully on all the social medias. Uh, you can find everything about the show and me doing speaking and music stuff at ForteCatholic.com. This is fun. I'll be back next week with somebody else. Say it! Hey, everybody. It's me again. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Despite what I said in that last segment there, I actually do like you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, last thing, I mentioned it in passing earlier in the show, but I did do a bonus episode on the podcast uh, with Katie Prejean McGrady about Valentine's Day, my thoughts on it, her thoughts on it. It was a hilarious little Twitter debate. So much fun. Check it out, ForteCatholic.com or search ForteCatholic wherever you listen to podcasts. Peace. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a message from definitely not Taylor. If you are listening to the show, you should totally rate it and subscribe to it on iTunes. To rate it, go to the iTunes Podcasts app on your phone, search for Take Catholic, scroll down to review, give five stars, write that you like the show, and then move on with your day.